0: Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, Education Matters. My guest this week is a teacher at Cookville High School, Chelsea Forgey. Welcome to Local Matters.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So what do you do at Cookville High?
1: I am a math teacher.
0: A math teacher. Yes. Have you always loved math?
1: Yes, actually, I have. Um, Ever since I was young, I was teaching my siblings the math I was learning, and they're wow. younger than me. Really? Yes, and <laughs> I always wanted to teach them math. For some reason, not a reader as much.
0: Just math, <laughs> math. Always yes, figuring those problems out. And so, what classes are you teaching at Cookville High School?
1: I am teaching Algebra Two and State Dual Credit Precal. All
0: right this this is the question that every non math person has on their mind. Do you really need algebra when you become an adult? <laughs>
1: I get that question all the time. My students always want to know, when am I going to use this? Exactly. And honestly, in algebra too, it's hard to see the application. Yeah. It is very difficult to find... You know, when they're actually going to use the Algebra 2 skills, who's going to go do the quadratic formula? <laughs> you know, how many times have you done the quadratic formula? I could honestly say none. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: That's why I was a communications major. <laughs> but it
1: is a, um, it, it is necessary if you want to go into a STEM field, you know, in engineering. Right. The application happens in calculus. Yeah. Really. So the the more advanced math you start seeing how and why the algebra applies you yeah. know and you don't really see that until calculus um but you know that's not everybody not everybody's going into a stem field not everyone's going to be an engineer so most students taking it will not use it in the future but yeah. they will uh use what it it trains their brain to do and that's logic and reasoning. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now we do use that on a regular basis. You do, or we so. should. Yes. Should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, how long have you been at Cookville High?
1: This is my twelfth year. Oh wow. Um, so the whole time I've been teaching, I've been at Cookville High School. I did my student teaching there prior to it, and okay. a couple practicum placements while I was at Tech.
0: Now, high schools, it's you know you, you've got your elementary, you got your middle school, and you got your high school, and have you always wanted to teach at the high school level? Was that was that your goal?
1: I always wanted to do secondary ed. I was pretty sure I wanted to do high school. Okay. I had to do a practicum placement in middle school and it freaked me out. <laughs> they I my hats off to those middle school teachers. Yeah. They are they're just different, you know, and and I I seem to relate more with the high school students. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: now, teaching algebra 2 in high school and you've been doing have you been teaching the same class for 12 years?
1: No, when I first started we were on the traditional path, so algebra 1, geometry and algebra 2. Okay. Then we went tr- to the integrated path, so integrated math one, two, and three. And all that did was combine the algebra, geometry, statistics across three classes mm-hmm. instead of making them separate okay. classes. So I've taught algebra one and algebra two, and then I taught integrated one, two, and three while we were on the integrated path. Also taught statistics, and now I'm teaching pre-cal.
0: So which of the, the paths do you prefer?
1: I really liked integrated. Mm-hmm. Um I, I it just wasn't done the way I hoped it would be done. Um because in geometry and algebra uh they they are not as separate as they seem. They really go well together and and I like to see how they it, it, how they integrate with each mm-hmm. other. It's what you do all throughout elementary school too, you know, you you learn algebra, you learn some geometry, you do some statistics, and then it kind of continues the same thing, and you just build on each other. Traditional path, you have that gap mm-hmm. between them. You have years of separation of doing algebra. So, um, But I'm glad we are back to, tr- to the traditional path. It, it does—we um, have more resources. It's easier to teach this way. Sure. So— sad it didn't work out on the integrated <laughs> path um, but i I do like the traditional path
0: now would you consider yourself a pretty good teacher
1: I did not like to think of myself like that now <laughs> I mean i i I just I like to think I'm good at it but I don't ever want to think of myself as having everything figured out or a good you know what I mean yeah, like sure. I, I don't yeah it's hard for me to to brag on myself or think about myself like that, if that makes sense.
0: Well, <laughs> let's brag on you for a moment because uh, obviously your peers at Cookville High think you're a pretty good teacher because you were recently named the Cookville High Teacher of the Year. Yes. What an honor that is. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you're talking about one of the largest high schools in the state of Tennessee with you know lots and lots of faculty, and you, out of all of them, were named the Teacher of the Year. Yes. How does that make you feel?
1: It, it I was shocked, <laughs> but it made me feel honored that they would select me as someone that um, that they they look up to mm-hmm. um, that uh, someone who stands out in their teaching um, so it, it made me feel honored.
0: <laughs> well, the good thing is is now you are one of uh, the folks that'll go in and you'll interview for the district. Teacher of the Year, and if you're selected there, you go on to state Teacher of the Year, and possibly national Teacher of the Year. I mean, it's like this is the first <laughs> step in a rung of possible Teacher of the Year awards. It uh is. Yeah. I mean, what what about that? I mean, does that freak you out a little bit?
1: Uh, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I I don't like the attention, but they they chose me, and I'm I'm gonna you know. <laughs>
0: You're gonna go with it. Go You're gonna with roll it. with it. Yes, yeah.
1: yes, I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's awesome. What did your uh, students say when they found out?
1: Oh they they were excited. They they um it was my third period class where they came in and that class they, they started clapping for me, cheering, <laughs> you know, and they, yeah. they were excited. So now is was, this the first time you've been honored
0: go with good. something like this?
1: Um Teacher of the Year, yes. Uh, Tennessee Tech does an educator, a high school educator of the year award, and I won that one in 2020. Oh, awesome. So kind of, kind of similar, but uh, not exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do a, a big awards banquet, um, and that, that, was, that made me feel honored, too, because you have to be nominated by tech professors or students. Yeah. So,
0: so you came through the education program at Tennessee Tech.
1: I did, yes. Yes. Um I decided to go to tech because my friends went there for education and they bragged about how good their education program was and so I followed along with them.
0: <laughs> Talking with Chelsea Forge, who is a teacher at Cookville High School. So where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Knoxville.
0: Okay. So where did what high school did you go to?
1: I went to Farragut High School.
0: Uh, the Admirals. Yes. yes. <laughs> no Farragut. Uh, and then from there you came to Tennessee Tech. Now why not go back to Knoxville? Why stay in Cookville?
1: Ooh, so I worked on my master's, mm-hmm. and then I was a grad assistant for Dr. Anthony. I loved working with her. I learned a lot from her. And in being a grad assistant, I, she had two grad assistants, and um, one is she's now my sister-in-law. So I met her brother, and I ended up getting married and staying in Cookville. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, tell so, us a little bit about your family.
1: Um, let's see. My husband is Josh, and I have, we have three boys. Oh, wow. We have uh, Jackson. He's in fourth grade. Judah is in first grade, and Luke is in daycare. He's two. So they uh, they go to Prescott. They're all at Prescott. They were at Northeast for several years, um, but I was traveling to three different schools in the morning. Wow. Because the daycare's at Prescott. Yeah. So I, I just said, boys, we're –
0: we're going to Prescott. We're going to Prescott. <laughs> Load <you know. laughs> up. We're going to Prescott.
1: It, it was very sad because I love Dr. Pock in Northeast. Yeah, but we're having a great experience at Prescott. Also, Good. I mean, you can't go wrong with the schools here. So
0: that was a pretty awesome Thanksgiving uh, program too that uh, yes. Prescott had. Was your was your son involved in first that? Grade. Yeah, first yes. grade. Yeah, yes. That they was...
1: did the the turkey dances. Yes. And, yes, it was the turkey lurkey. Turkey lurkey. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that was my favorite
0: one. <laughs> that get that got everybody in the Thanksgiving spirit for sure.
1: It did, yes.
0: Uh, so, balancing teaching at Cookville High, three kids, uh, two of them go to Prescott. Yeah, you you have a lot of irons in the fire. It seems like you've got three kids, uh, two of them go to Prescott, plus you're teaching at Cookville High School. So, you know what are, what are some of the challenges of you know just like a regular mom who's working?
1: Yeah. So balancing time um I have to rely a lot on my my coworkers. I mean we we collaborate a lot and we we all depend on each other mm. to help us throughout the day with lessons so that we don't take home so much and we don't have as much on our plates. So leaning on coworkers, working together with them, they are great. Um and then and my husband is a really big Big help too. I mean, I can't <laughs> can't do anything without him. With the three boys on top of you know working, it's I can't imagine. So,
0: now what does he do?
1: He is an engineer at ATC.
0: Uh, see, so he's probably using some of that algebra too. He
1: is. It's <laughs> it, it is funny sometimes. He I don't know if he'll like me saying it, but he calls on me and says, "Hey, I need a function that's going to model this." <laughs> <laughs> and he'll say he'll give me the criteria, and I will shoot him back a a text with a function on it, and he'll be like, "Wow, how'd you come up with that so fast?" And he'll put it in the program, and
0: it'll it'll work. Wow. Yeah. So
1: he he does ask if he gets stumped on a math problem, he actually does reach out to me sometimes. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That's awesome. So you guys have that math connection. Yes. Oh, that's yes. great.
1: His mom's a math teacher, and his sister was a math tutor, so. It was kind of natural that we fit together, you know?
0: <laughs> well, this is Local Matters with a focus on education. Chelsea Forge is a teacher at Cookville High, and she's our guest. I'm Buddy Pearson. You're listening to Local Matters with my friend Chelsea Forgey. She teaches at Cookville High School. She is a math teacher, and she grew up liking math. I mean, <laughs> not many people can say that. Do you think math teachers are as prevalent now as they were maybe back when you were growing up? Because or do you think math is one of those subjects that's like people just kind of snarl at, and they're like, ah, I don't like math.
1: Yeah, it it is a lot harder to find math teachers now um, I just feel like sometimes math can leave a bad taste in some people's mouth. You know, like they yeah. they they stray away from it, and it it just isn't their thing, or they're not a math person. I hear that a lot. Yes, I'm not a math person. And I have this picture in my classroom that says "How to Be a Math Person," and step one. Is be a person, and step two is do math. So anybody <laughs> can be a math person.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. It's it's a subject that anybody can relate to, I yes. guess, on some some form or fashion. Now we were talking about how you balance your your career of teaching with your your three boys and, and a marriage, and um, and we see this in teachers today. So how do you prevent burnout? Uh, from the overwork and the pressure of your job because there is so much, especially at the high school level. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, uh, teenagers. There's probably they're bringing a lot of baggage to class and, and there's always so many things that you have to deal with besides just the lesson. So how do you deal with those things? Really,
1: it's working with the teachers around me mm-hmm. and collaborating with them. You have to have a good support group. We lean on each other not only when we have difficult days and need advice. Maybe something come came up and we need, you know, a different perspective mm-hmm. on it. Um, but also, uh, we share celebrations with each other. We celebrate birthdays. We have department food days and 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 that community. In in our math department, it really helps balance it out and prevent burnout.
0: You know, working with the Putnam County school system, it seems like there is a lot more outward appreciation of teachers these days. Yes. You know, the community gets involved. Your school adopters get involved. Uh, you know, everybody seems to get involved by saying, hey, we appreciate you. And it might yes. be bringing you snacks or something like that. Yes. So in your 12 years, do you think that's more prevalent today than maybe when you started 12 years ago?
1: I do believe it is more prevalent now. Yes. <laughs> I want to say when kids stayed home a little bit in 2020, yeah. there, there was a big eye-opening time of trying to to teach them. Right. You know, Um. So that that did shift a lot. Then uh, just the difficulty with teaching kids—it it can you can have difficult days, and trying to explain it in a way where they understand can be can be challenging. But yeah. like I definitely feel like there are a lot more involvement. There's a lot more involvement in the community with a teacher appreciation now than there was when I first started.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. I think. Covid really opened the eyes of of what going to school means to students and to teachers and and to parents. Yeah, you know that for their kids to to come to school to be in in a learning environment with other students and with teachers who were experts in in what they're teaching. Yes. You know. So I I'm like you, and I think that there has been an appreciation that's that's come out of that for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Then that's good. (laughs) You get more snacks that way. More
1: snacks, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, so you've been in it for 12 years. What was one of the biggest challenges do you think starting out? You know, after you got your master's at Tech and you went right into teaching at Cookville High, you're probably still early 20s and and you're teaching kids that, you know, you're five, six, seven years older than. um, You know, what were some of the biggest challenges you had there?
1: Well, first of all, it was a big change going from college student to full-time job. Yeah. Just that I was going home and crashing at 6 o'clock at night. (laughs) But I also needed to grade a stack of papers and lesson plan for the next day, cook dinner, take care of things around the house. So time management was one of the biggest Mm. challenges. Not not just outside of the classroom, mm-hmm. right, because that was big, you know, a lot of papers to grade, but also in the classroom. And mm-hmm. I think pacing with lessons is something you really have to learn your first year being in the classroom, you know, how to manage the class and the time yeah. in the class. That was that was also a big challenge and something mm-hmm. I learned a lot my first year <laughs> teaching.
0: <laughs> Talking with Chelsea Forge, a teacher at Cookville High, was there anything that really helped you adjust to your career early on?
1: The mentors I had helped me a lot. We have a mentor program in Putnam County. Okay. And you're paired with a, a veteran teacher, someone who's been teaching for a while. And I was actually paired with Landon Melton. That's who I student taught for. And he was my mentor. And he took all of his resources he had for Algebra 2 and just gave them to me. Wow. Is that That is big. I mean, I feel like sometimes teachers can be competitive, yeah, you know, right. and keep their stuff for themselves, but we, we share and, and that's huge. And that helps me out probably the most, um, having someone to go talk to about what is the best way to teach this. It's been seven years since I learned this in school. I right. forget, you know, how I learned it. Yeah. And, and just having someone to talk to. So mentor was, was the best way to adjust to the career. And now I've been mentoring new teachers for a few years because I know how valuable
0: that is. That's that's neat. So have you been able to share the resources that you have with them?
1: Yes. I, I share everything. I know how invaluable that is. So I, I, Share what I can, and you know, if I haven't shared, they they bug me. They they say, "Hey, do you have anything <laughs> for this?" I love it because yeah. I want to help. Yeah, you know, I I want to be able to lighten their load.
0: Is there is there a lesson that you do that that really stands out that each year that you 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 get to this and you are like, oh man, I love teaching <laughs> this part of it. This is one of my favorite lessons that I get to teach. Do you have something like that?
1: So. I have in the past I feel like I had a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, standards change. You know, things have changed. They they change standards every few years. Right. So, and I feel like I had more time my first few years under those old standards than I do now. And we also would teach conic sections and I have not been able to teach conic sections since my yeah, I don't first know what and second what, year. What, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your circles, your ellipse, your hyperbola oh, okay yes, yeah, so. I'm not a math person
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay
1: but but we used to build these marshmallow roasters, and we would take them outside and roast marshmallows. So we would model a parabola and then we would build it using like foam board and mm-hmm. some foil and then we would use a skewer and we'd put a few marshmallows on there and you place the skewer at the focus point of it so then you go collect the sun rays and it heats it up at that point and you can roast a marshmallow on it. Wow! So now, something like that was was always fun. Yeah, now we, that's
0: that's a that's a fun math class. That's yeah. what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> yeah. Where was that when I was going through school? Roasting marshmallows <laughs> from math, man, that's awesome. Well, we'll talk more about uh, some of those lessons and uh, kind of getting some other things about teaching. But right now we're talking. With Chelsea Forgie, a teacher from Cookville High School, I'm Buddy Pearson, and this is Local Matters. I'm Buddy Pearson. You're listening to Local Matters with Chelsea Forge. Chelsea, we've talked so much about math and how all you have to do is just be a person and to take math and and just all the different things. Uh, and you've been teaching for 12 years. You're the teacher of the year at Cookville High School, which is awesome. <laughs> Obviously, you love what you do. So, what does teaching with desire when you when you hear that phrase, teaching with desire, what does that mean to you?
1: To me, it just means you enjoy working with and you want to educate students, help them succeed. It, it's something in your heart
0: yeah. that you have. That's awesome. How many students do you have in your class?
1: Oh, I have six classes. Wow. Uh, I have. Three Algebra Two classes and three SDC Precal classes, so I have about 155 students throughout the day. Really?
0: Yes. Can you remember all their names?
1: <laughs> I, I do now. It does take <laughs> me a while, <laughs> but but I, I do know their names by this point in the school year. Yeah. Usually, <laughs>
0: 155 different students that you're teaching math to. And, and even though you know the subject and, and, you know, I'm sure that your lesson plans are thought out, there's probably those kids that just have a hard time maybe understanding or get, you know, what it is that, that you're trying to teach them. What do you do for them? How do you help them uh, with 155 students? Because yeah. that's got to be hard.
1: It, it is challenging, yes. Um, I like for them to work together. Most of the time, you can see their peers helping them,, uh, and that teaches them a lot if you're having to explain something to someone, it's going to stick with you a lot more yeah so i i use I use that a lot to mm-hmm. help me manage that many students throughout the day because I can't be everywhere, mm-hmm. but also it's twofold they they are getting a benefit out of it also, and then i I just try to find out where they're making mistakes. Why don't they understand it? And sometimes, you know, they they're stuck on the why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> why why do why? we do this? Yes. yes, and and they're doing the math correctly. They they just get stuck on the the why.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can remember when my son was a teenager. Uh, we went through the why syndrome. It yes. was, you know, why after every every statement you make, it was why, <laughs> why, yeah. Uh, so I get that. You know, I, I would think that throughout the 12 years that you've been teaching, there's probably been those students that, you know, you don't want to have favorites, but at the same time, there are those that really stand out or those that, you know, really tug on your heartstrings. And, you know, I've been adjunct at Tennessee Tech uh, for for 12 years, and I can go back and I can – you, there's been three or four students that man, it's just that you know you really not have an affection for, but just make it an, an impact on you, yes, and that made an impact on me. Uh, what are you know, you have to name them, but what are some of those students and, and how did they have an impact on you?
1: Um, for some reason, a lot of students want to just open up to me and look to me for advice. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> which says a lot. That, yeah, I. <laughs> I those students, you know, they, they kind of cling to you. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few of them over the years and we've just bonded and, and I still see them out in the community today. And they, they've really shown me just how important it is to create relationships with students.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's hard, you know, uh, the fact that you know 155 names of uh, your students is pretty awesome, uh, and you know I can tell uh, how much they mean to you, you know, because you're getting a little emotional right yeah. now, and it's, <laughs> they that's, do. That's yeah. It's great, it, uh, but that really does mean a lot to them to know that you care. Yes. And instead of that, you're just going through the motions of doing what your job is, and that's teaching them math, algebra two, precal, whatever. Yes. But the fact that you have that personal touch on there. Um that means so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does. And I can tell it means a lot to you.
1: It it does. Yes. That I mean that's why I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> it it's not really because of the math. Mm-hmm. It's just because I enjoy working with kids.
0: Yeah. Know? Teaching math uh, to me uh I I had Algebra 1, Algebra 2, had those classes. But, you know, uh-huh. there was like physics and some of these things I just couldn't get and stats and, and whatnot. But have you ever had one of those lesson plans that you went into uh, a, a class and then you're like, oh, this is this is going to be an awesome <laughs> lesson plan, and you get the the deer in the headlight, the blank stares. Yes. And it's like you're like, yes. what is going on here?
1: <laughs> yes. So actually this year I <laughs> – I am teaching Algebra 2 for the first time since I started teaching okay. 12 years ago. We we finally transitioned back to Algebra 2. And I'm I have a regular Algebra 2 class. I've taught honors for the past 11 years also. Wow. I I went in with the expectation that they were going to match these cards to functions, graphs, equ- they were going to partner up and find each other, you know. So I gave them all a card and they were going to go find their match, Yeah. find their partner. Oh, it, they, they struggled. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no. And so I started trying to figure out yeah. how to help them, how to Plan make B. it easier, yes. <laughs> and one of my students looked at me. He's hilarious. He said, Ms. you this isn't going the way you planned, is it?
0: <laughs>
1: and I just laughed and said, "No, but that's okay. We're going to we're going to work through it." Yeah, <laughs> we're going to shift
0: gears and we're going to make yes, it work.
1: Yes, but it it's funny. At that age, they they know, yeah. you know, when things yeah. aren't going as planned <laughs> and and it's okay. And so okay. we just laugh together. <laughs> oh, that's
0: awesome. So do you have a, a certain style of of teaching? Do you have a, a certain philosophy that you use? I mean, is there the Chelsea Forge style of teaching (laughs) that that you have uh, that you could bottle up and, you know, when you mentor somebody and say, you know, this is how I go about it kind of thing? Yeah.
1: So in math, I I really feel like some direct instruction is very important. Mm -hmm. If I want to learn something, I want to be told how to do it. I don't want to go try to figure out and, you know, do that myself. So, I I think direct instruction is important but at the same time I also truly believe that the person doing the most talking is doing the most learning mm-hmm. so I want to get my students talking and I I kind of teach like I eat too much of one thing isn't
0: yeah, good you yeah. know
1: so 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 I have a variety of things I do we go to the boards we change it up you know we do group work we talk we partner up right. we we have them explain something to get them involved in owning their their learning okay but I always started out with direct instruction yeah <laughs> and teacher led so
0: <laughs> so when you mentor um, young teachers and you see them getting started, uh, what, what's some of the advice that you give them? How do you, how do you get them to the point where you're at now?
1: It, it does take time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, don't, I tell them, don't be me. Like, be yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to find your own methods that, that work. Now, come observe me. Watch me. Try these things. <laughs> yeah. But not everything works for everybody, you know? True. So I want them to to venture out and try their own things and just know it takes time. And and the first year is always the hardest year. Mm-hmm. So reach out, get help, um, and, and, and just have patience with yourself.
0: If you could go back uh, and you're a senior at Farragut, uh, <laughs> knowing where you're at today, would you still choose the same path?
1: Yes, I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone asks me why and why I don't do something else. But honestly, it's, it's not the same without the kids around you, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I chose math because it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like it. And, and I hope to, you know, teach it in a way where they can understand it.
0: Right. So. What about high school students? Because, you know, 12 years in a high school setting – um, are the students the same teachable <laughs> students today that they were 12 years ago?
1: They've changed in some ways, right? Um, so the students have have definitely changed a little bit, but they're still kids, you mm. know. That stays the same. They don't like homework, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. But socially, I've seen a change, a shift. It, they're a little bit tougher to crack now. Yeah. You know. Um. But if you can if you can reach out to them, if you can create that relationship with them, they they really are still deep down the same, you know?
0: Okay. <laughs> do you have a hard time dealing with difficult students? Uh, I mean, is, is there situations that come up where you have to deal with difficult students? What do you do in that case?
1: Um, I, I haven't really rec- I, recently. If I foresee a student who's going to be a challenge Mm -hmm. and I can pick them out pretty quickly. I immediately try to give them some maybe responsibilities, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, get them to trust me, uh, talk to them a little bit more. If, if they are being difficult, I, I find out why there's always a why. Maybe, you know, there's a missing need and, and, you know, you just try to work through that with them.
0: Yeah. If you could look down the road, Few years, uh, what do you think education is going to look like in the future? <laughs>
1: um, I feel like right now there's a lot of apathy, maybe avoiding learning in some in some students. Um, the the culture overall is, you know, it, education doesn't seem to be a priority. I'd rather be out working or, you know, spending time with friends, and uh, not a lot of pride in their education. Mm-hmm. And I I hope to see it return to some some level of greatness and, yeah. like, appreciating their education. So – and it, it's not all students. But I think overall just creating that sense of pride in school and in education, I, I hope it gets back to that.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well said. Chelsea Forgey a high school uh, teacher at the Cookville High School and the Teacher of the Year at Cookville High. Thank you so much for being with us here on Local Matters, and good luck to you the rest of the semester.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks again to our guest, Chelsea Forge. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and God bless.